friends, uh, good evening and welcome to our Tuesday night uh, open way Sankha practice. It is so amazing uh, to be here to see you all uh, in person and to see some of our Zoom friends as well. Uh, our tradition is on the first Tuesday of the month to have people offer a talk, a reflection on uh, the practice. And of course, last week was the first Tuesday, but we couldn't pass up the opportunity to celebrate uh, being together again and to speaking to the importance of, of Sangha and the importance of um, how this practice can sustain us uh, through times when we're not together. Uh, today, I was speaking with a coworker um, at the hospital uh, we were talking about um, Buddhist practice and about this practice in particular. And um, something came up where I, I said to him, uh, well, you know, Buddhism's not a self-help practice. And he's, he paused and he said, well, okay, now I'm actually intrigued because that's what I always kind of, I'm realizing now that I always thought it was a little bit of a self-help practice. Uh, and he said, so what is it? Um, and the answer that came was, well, it's about transformation. Uh, it's about transformation of, of suffering. It's about transformation of seeing ourselves as separate. Uh, it's about transformation of uh, feeling the need or feeling uh, out of control of our feelings, of our thoughts that come up, uh, of being carried away by those things. And so after I mentioned that it was about transformation, he said, oh, of course, of course, that makes a lot more sense. And just that little distinction of um, self-help compared to transformation. The benefit, of course, is that it is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> that we do feel better uh, often, but not always. Um, there's a part of this, this practice of meditation, of mindfulness, of, of transformation that invites uh, some deep looking into some of the more uncomfortable places uh, inside of us and around us. Um, I should uh, mention that our theme for the summer uh, that our program council decided on is celebrating life and engaged practice. So we'll make sure to get to the celebrating life part as well. Um, but this engaged practice of being with uh, what is arising inside of us, being with whatever is there. For me, uh, in thinking about uh, being here tonight, this is my first time back in spiritual community in person uh, since, I think, April of 2020. And uh, I have a little bit of anxiety uh, being here. Uh, not because I'm anxious about seeing or being near any of you. It's just, it's different. It's a change. And so that 
that anxiety arises. But of course, at the same time, it's such a, such a wonderful joy uh, to be here, to be able to be together and, and, and to practice together. The, even though it's pretty darn warm in here, uh, the meditations tonight just felt so solid to me, uh, just feeling all of your support, um, just being around your physical presence, uh, just lends a, a steadiness to my breathing and to my practice uh, that um, I haven't felt for some time. And this, um, this anxiety about coming back together, uh, it made me uh, examine a little bit uh, other places where anxiety arises. Um, I naturally have a little uh, social anxiety. I think many people do. Um, but that uh, so social anxiety comes up in groups. And so uh, I felt a little safe, uh, safer sometimes behind the screen um, uh, because there was a, a distance. Uh, there was something in between uh, you and me. And so having that little bit of distance um, created a, a little bit of, of, for me, a feeling of, of, um, of relief in some ways, because that social anxiety wasn't there. Um, I, I remember joking that uh, after the, uh, everything shut down in April, um, of course, I was fortunate because I have my two kids and my wife were at home, so I wasn't alone alone. But um, after about two months, uh, I said, uh, OK, I think I'm ready to be around people again. <laughs> and my friend, uh, um, actually the same person I was talking to today, is like, oh, you found your, your limit, huh? two months. <laughs> and so I really craved uh, being around other people again. So that's where the joy comes in. And um, this. Uh, Social anxiety that I was uh, looking at and examining in this engaged practice is really deeply rooted in my family system. Uh, it's rooted in wanting to be perceived in a particular way, uh, wanting to be uh, uh, seen as doing right and doing good, uh, seen as um, seen as uh, being just an overall good person, and in fact, just being seen. Um, and so there's this tension, um, this tension between uh, being, wanting to be around people, but then also having that come up about, uh, well, I'm, I'm worried how these people are going to see me, uh, how I'm going to be presented, or how I'm going to present. And so uh, what I, what I do to work with that is uh, I find myself in particular roles. Um, my, my wife uh, sometimes will say to me, uh, oh, you, you've got your teacher voice on. You've got your, uh, uh, which is a good indicator. It's, oh yeah, I'm slipping into a role that, because it's familiar and comfortable. Uh, it's a kind of a persona that I've created to project outward. Um, 
And so I do well in those, in those situations, finding roles uh, where I can be open uh, and authentic, but then at the same time, uh, because it's a particular role, I feel safe in that structure that I've created. And so that's a little bit for me where this engaged practice, this where it's not really self-help uh, to start looking at those things. I feel like um, uh, when I start looking deeply into those roles, into that social anxiety, um, a lot comes up. Uh, family, uh, history, habits, um, all of those things start to start to come up, and it's uncomfortable uh, to look at that place. And I would rather that uh, it was, well, just breathe, and it will go away. But rather, it's just breathe and be with that discomfort, and look deeply into that. Um, and so, uh, my engagement. Uh, recently and through this pandemic as to because I've been uh, step stepping away a little bit from those roles and not having to uh, engage in the way that that I was used to there's some space around uh, looking at these interactions looking at this anxiety looking at these ways of being and um, my practice has been to try to notice when those roles are coming up when it's oh I've got that teacher voice on or I've got um, uh, my parent voice on or my chaplain voice or um, whatever else it is uh, when those those roles or states of mind emerge uh, just to notice them first to catch them uh, and then uh, the question that I invite into that space of catching that is what am I protecting? What is this role protecting me from? Um, I have to be honest, it's a really scary question uh, for me to ask that uh, and to look at that. Um, because as I mentioned, those, those habits and tendencies and that anxiety and the way of coping with that is really deep, uh, really deep. It's probably not entirely mine. It probably comes from uh, my parents and their parents. It's uh, this whole system that's come about. And so this practice uh, of engaging with that has been to ask that question, what am I protecting? And then just to let that question hang to see what emerges. And often uh, what comes up uh, around that for me is um, just this very uh, tender fear. Uh, scared of being open. Uh, scared of having, um, having my heart exposed uh, because it can be hurt and it can also um, uh, be touched uh, deeply, but um, settling into a role or a state of mind uh, kind of helps protect 
the heart from being hurt, but also helps prevent it from uh, being opened and touched in that way. And this is such a subtle practice for me, um, because I think we all have that experience where we slip into our roles really easily, really quickly. Um, with sometimes without even knowing it, uh, we're just acting in a particular way. Uh, that's why I, I really value uh, that kind of nudge. It's like, oh, you've got this particular voice on uh, from a trusted, um, a trusted person. Uh, I remember. Um, uh, one time, our, our uh, Dharma teacher friend, Michael Saborski, was staying at our house, and we were sitting around with a, another friend, and um, that friend asked Michael a question, and Michael paused, and he said, do you want me just to answer, or do you want me to put my Dharma teacher hat on? Uh, so he recognized uh, that slipping in and out of those roles, too. And, uh, and the way, uh, the way that I've, I've started to work with this, um, both with the anxiety as well as with um, uh, trying to be aware of those states and those roles as they come up, is um, to invite that question, what am I protecting? And then to return uh, out of my head uh, and into the body. Uh, where is my body right now? And that's such a powerful question. Just, you can even do it right now. Where is your body right now? And suddenly, uh, we find ourselves in the present moment, just sometimes by asking that question. Because our body is never not in the present. It's always in the present. And so returning to the body, without interpretation, without judgment, without, um, uh, without adding a story on top of it, just coming back to what's going on in my body right now. Where do I feel solid? Where do I feel unsolid? Where is the protection? Where do I feel that protection? Where do I feel it softening? And in doing that, uh, returning to that field of the body, to the very present uh, field of the body, those protections sometimes, a little bit, dissolve. The anxiety diminishes. Uh, and no answer necessarily comes about, but that um, the answer is that transformation, the transformation of keeping up that guard, keeping up that uh, wall, um, that protection. And so when I was thinking with that friend today, of that coworker, about, um, about transformation um, and about how this practice has the uh, capacity to um, to really transform some of that deep suffering because that anxiety, that social anxiety is a suffering that not uh, presenting a full open heart is a suffering 
But being uh, disconnected in that way, uh, not being fully there, being uh, choosing just uh, just enough to uh, to share, to feel a connection, but not being all the way there, uh, is a is a form of suffering. Uh, it's not the uh, traumatic or kind of acute suffering, but it's that, that constant, that chronic of managing you know, how to be around people. And so I am focusing so much on that social anxiety and being around people, but I think for a lot of us, this is something we're all navigating right now, uh, being around people again. Um, being around people and feeling... Uh, that we don't have to be six feet away uh, and just kind of re-navigating and renegotiating that, that boundary that we've created, that space. We, uh, we went to North Carolina uh, last week to visit family. And um, about a month ago, um, a friend had given us a sourdough uh, start. I know it was a little late in the game. It's, uh, <laughs> I think that happened early in the pandemic, but we still got one and uh, been taking care of it and feeding it and cooking with it every day. And um, I wanted to bring some uh, to North Carolina, so we scooped some up and put it in the fridge and then packed it in the suitcase and brought it there. And um, when we when we got there and uh, put it out on the counter and put it in a new container and added uh, flour and the water to feed it, um, I was immediately noticing, well, this is different. This isn't like it was at my house. Uh, the flour is different. Uh, and then after a day or two of it um, kind of waking up again, and say it smelled different, it looked different. Uh, and I, I was thinking about um, thinking about well, it's this it's this thing uh, that I brought from here, and just added the same things to it, uh, but yet it, it's taken on this new shape, uh, this new identity almost, um, because part of um, part of this uh, awareness of, of of the body, awareness of what's happening in and around us, is that we are all kind of in this new environment um, all the time, whether we're here or uh, walking around. Every moment we're in this new environment. And we're being fed by, um, well, in the sourdough's case, it was fed by the North Carolina uh, bacteria and yeast that was just naturally in the air. But here, you know, we're fed by uh, being around each other, uh, by being outside, uh, by the heat, the smoke, um, by our stories that we carry with us, by our family history. Um, all of that comes together and creates this new thing, uh, this new thing that's alive uh, and alive inside of us. And for me, this um, practice of, of 
looking at these roles and states, um, part of that is not just what's happening inside, not just my own story, uh, my own family history, but sometimes we're responding to what's going on around. We're growing uh, in that way too. Uh, so we're taking all of this in. Um, and I used to, uh, I used to kind of strive for or aim for maybe a, a consistent um, you know, Greg. <laughs> Just, uh, I don't want to be like the, the teacher Greg or the parent Greg. I just want to be Greg. Um, but uh, what I'm realizing is that there isn't one. Um, and that it's that, um, you know, there's a little bit of that starter <laughs> inside, you know, that I, that I was born with, that I got from my genes, from my uh, body, from my uh, family system. But then all these other things are influencing and coming together and, and, and creating something each moment. Um, each moment it's different. Uh, and so those, those roles and states, yes, sometimes they're a protection, but also sometimes they're just responding to what's out there. Um, and so that invitation uh, for me is to look at that habit energy of responding in the same way all the time, acting in the same way in each situation. Rather, oh, maybe instead of worrying so much about finding the consistent identity, maybe it would be more helpful for me to look at being uh, consistently open and responsive uh, to whatever's there. And I may act in a different way. Um, I may act in a um, familiar way, but keeping it alive and fresh uh, and keeping it um, responding to what's going on, just like the, the sourdough grows with what's around it. Not just, it's not just one thing. It's whatever uh, is around and whatever it's fed. Um, and that uh, kind of engagement and deep looking and, and being open and present uh, has really, um, for me, opened up this place of I mean, I will say the word celebration um, because there's a, a, a wonderful um, wonderful freedom in just being with uh, and responding to what's around. It doesn't mean that, you know, uh, when we think of celebration, we might think of party. It doesn't mean that it's always the best party. Uh, sometimes it's pretty awful. Uh, but there's this um, constant invitation from life to be there, to be with it, to be here, to be open, responsive, flexible, free. Um, doesn't mean that I'm always smiling uh, and, and excited, uh, but it does mean that I feel uh, the consistency, the stability is in being with what's there, uh, being with what's in front of me right now right here, and then the next thing, and then the next thing. And so this, um, this past 
year and a half has been so difficult uh, for so many people. And because of that um, isolation, um, and because of the, uh, uh, the worry, the fear, and I feel a little of that lifting, but also there's so much to do, uh, so much to take care of. Because one of the other parts of this practice of being fully engaged um, is that uh, that kind of get to a point in our in our transformation uh, where we start to see like, oh, you know what this. This actually isn't mine. This is something outside of me. This is a social uh, issue that um, that is causing harm for everybody. And so our, our transformation starts to, to go outward and start to work on transforming the things around us. Um, not to belabor the sourdough example, but if I stick it in the freezer, it's not going to grow. Um, and so uh, the conditions uh, where that, that um, activity is are not supportive uh, for the, in that environment. And so the situation actually needs to transform so that it can also transform. And so this, um, I know I'm focusing a lot tonight on uh, kind of this internal process, but um, there's so much uh, happening in our world uh, that's been brought to light in the past uh, year and a half uh, where uh, the transformation also is occurring outward. Um, and so just finding that balance and that dance of working towards, um, working towards being fully present, uh, responsive, uh, but also uh, working towards transformation. Um, not just for ourselves, but for our whole planet, uh, for our whole world. Um, and I think that is a cause uh, for celebration, too, just to begin that place, uh, that walking uh, on that path of transformation. So this, um, a lot of lessons, I think, uh, not just from, um, not just from the COVID virus, uh, but also in the coming back together uh, and in the, uh, in the potential uh, for this practice to be more than just making us feel better, but to making our world and our hearts uh, more stable and solid and supportive and accepting and open. Uh, So I'm very glad that we're all here doing that together. Um, both very glad that we're doing that here in this space, but also uh, here kind of out, out together in our Sangha community.